0: Welcome to the Texas Wine Scene Podcast, the most up-to-date information to help you prepare for your wine tasting weekend. I'm Mike, your Texas Wine Scene correspondent, bringing you all the wine happenings in and around the great state of Texas, from the high plains to the hill country. If you love Texas wine, you've come to the right place. Let's take a trip. Host and Texas Wine Scene correspondent Mike Cole, and we're getting you prepared for your wine tasting and event planning for the weekend of September 9th and 10th. The weather for the weekend will still be a bit hot. Fredericksburg in the Hill Country is forecast for average temperatures, with the high of 98 and a low of 73. While in North Texas, they will have a high temperatures of 96 with low of 78. Today I'm drinking a Dukeman Family Winery 2018 Montepucciano from the Oswald Vineyard. The labor describes their philosophy as 100% Texas grapes, 100% Texas wines. They work with top growers in the state to select the best varietals suited for Texas and adhere to the standards in the winery in order to produce world-class wines from their home in Driftwood, Texas. Winemaker Dave Riley is relentless in his pursuit of wines that are true to the character of each varietal, as well as the soil from which it is born. Montepulciano grape is native to Italy, but does well in our hot climate here in Texas. It typically shows red fruit flavors of red plum, red berry, and sometimes sour cherry. Generally, Montepulciano is a full-bodied wine with high tannin and high acid, but with a juicy, round mouthfeel. Give this wine a try. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Let's get right into it with the wine events for the weekend of September 9th. Becker Vineyards is inviting you to join them Saturday, September 9th from 12 to 1.30 p.m. for an educational experience that is sure to wow your palate. Becker Vineyards is partnering with Riedel, the wine glass company that has been revolutionizing the glassware industry since 1756 the only company to create a complete line of varietal-specific wine glasses. Learn how and why to pair your favorite wine with the perfect wine glass. Utilizing a set of three Riedel wine glasses, you will taste some Becker Vineyards award-winning wines to demonstrate the dramatic relationship between the wine and its vessel. Becker Vineyards are located at 464 Becker Farms Road in Fredericksburg, Texas. For reservations, please call 830-644-2681 or visit their website at beckervineyards.com. Please join Signore Vineyards on Saturday, September 9th for their Make and Take charcuterie workshop. The workshop will begin at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. and includes a handmade Signor logo charcuterie board to take home, plus a jelly dish and all the board fixings. They are located at 362 Live Say Lane in Fredericksburg, Texas. For reservations, please call 830-304-7446 or visit their website at SignorVineyards.com. The good folks over at TV Munson will be having their TV Munson Wine Walk on Saturday, September 9th from 2 to 6 p.m. Come out and sip, stroll, and shop through downtown Denison. During the walk, you will be able to taste wines from 13 different wineries. This is a great opportunity to support an organization that is named after one of the founding fathers of the Texas wine industry. Carter Creek Winery Resort and Spa is having a vine and wine couples dinner event on Saturday, September 9th at 730 p.m. Join them for an intimate couples dining experience in the Members Lounge. This elevated experience includes a welcome toast of their new sparkling Tempranillo Rose, a five-course meal designed by executive chef Mark Sheck, and a custom wine pairing. They are located at 4064 U.S. 290 in Johnson City, Texas. For reservations, please call 877-232-0138 or visit their website. At carterscreek.com. Texas Wine Collective is having a Fall Winemaker Dinner event at Sage Restaurant and Lounge on Thursday, September 7th at 6.30 p.m. This unique winemaker dinner is benefiting the Texas Hill Country Winery's Wine Industry Scholarship Fund. The Fall Winemaker Dinner will feature six Texas Hill Country Winery members and a special menu from Chef Henry Guckin. There will be wine owners, wine makers, and special representatives from Texas Wine Collective, High Meadow Winery, Texas Heritage Vineyards, Aris L Vineyards, Coleman Cellars, and Stonehouse Vineyards. You will enjoy a night of culinary excellence with a six-course menu perfectly paired with some of the Texas Hill Country's finest wines. For more information, call Texas Wine Collective at 830 830- 997-7470 or just visit their website at texaswinecollective.com The 15th annual Harker's Height Food, Wine, and Brew Festival returns with great Texas wines, craft brews, vendors, live music, and a new edition of Tacos and Tequila. This event will take place on Saturday, September 8th and 9th at Harker Heights Community Park whether you are a craft brew drinker or a wine lover everyone will find something to savor at this event join Bernhardt winery on saturday september 9th at 12 p.m to 5 p.m for the charcuterie festival this is a grab a glass and graze type of wine event during the festival attendees can stroll through to taste their latest wine selections which are paired with samples from a host of vineyards where you can shop while you sip. Bernhardt Winery is located at 9043 County Road 204 in Plantersville, Texas. For more information, please call 936-894-9829 or just visit their website at Bernhardtwinery.com. Bell Springs Winery is hosting a Texas Cornhole Tournament on September 10th at 12.30 to 5.30 p.m. So if you think you have bag tossing skills, put a team together and register for this fun event. Bags start flying at 1 p.m. Cornhole and wine. Only in Texas, baby. Bell Springs Winery is located at 3700 Bell Springs Road in Dripping Springs, Texas. For more information, please call... 512-643-7398 or visit their website at bellspringswinery.com. Lost Oak Winery is having a Wicked Wine Run event on Saturday, September 9th at 3.30 to 9 p.m. This is a 5K run with a drinking problem. So break out your sneakers and join the fun run and enjoy some good wine afterward. That's a great reward if you ask me. Lost Oak Winery is located at 8101 County Road 802 in Burleson, Texas. For more information, please call 817-426-6625 or visit their website at lostoakwinery.com. Flat Creek Estate Winery is having a Bubbles and Brunch wine event on Saturday, September 9th at 11 to 3 p.m. Do I have to say anything more? Chicken and waffles with sparkling wine. That's some good southern living right there. Flat Creek Estate Winery is located at 24912 Travis Peak Trail in Marble Falls, Texas. For more information, please call 512-267-6310 or visit their website at flatcreekestate.com. Now on to your music lineup. Texas Heritage Vineyard kicks off the music weekend September 8th with Helen Cronin from 2 to 4 p.m. and again on September 10th with Justin McFarlane from 2 to 4 p.m. Homer Wizenat will be at the Perinale Cellars on September 9th from 1 to 5 p.m. Warren Hood will rock the house at Carter Creek Winery and Spa on September 9th and at 5 p.m. followed by the Texas Road Dogs getting rowdy later on that evening. Bond Fusion will jam out on September 9th from 2 to 5 at Tornalox. Dukeman Family Winery will have music on the lawn with Richard Watson from 4 to 7 p.m. Tasha Vineyard will host Jessica Callahan from 4 to 7 on September 9th. Aaron Todd will play some smooth tunes at Cibonet Cellars on September 10th. Adam Knight will grace the stage at Flat Creek Estate on September 10th as well. And West Sandy Creek Winery will have the cool sounds of Byron Haney on September 9th from 4 to 7 and Greg Day on September 10th from 2 to 5 p.m. A recent article in AgriLife Today gave us an update on what the vintage might look like this year across the state of Texas. Several AgriLife viticulture representatives from around the state weighed in on how the vintage and the harvest turned out in their respective regions. Fran Pontash of the Gulf Coast region said, the season has produced a good vintage in the Gulf Coast region. The yields were higher than expected and the grape quality has been exceptional. Michael Cook of North Texas region said, yield reports coming in so far range from light to moderate. And although sugars in the grapes were lower, the pH and the acids were ideal. While yields varied, the overall quality was good. Daniel Hillen of the High Plains region said, It's hard to put a number on things, but most vineyards look good in tonnage and quality. There are so many different varieties that ripen at different times, and even that will vary according to the way they are managed. We will know in a month... But generally, the crops are very good. And Brianna Hogue in the Hill Country said, Overall, we're looking at an excellent crop load this year as compared to last year. And with any luck, we will get some fall rains to allow for a recovery period between harvest and dormancy, setting us up for success next season. Speaking of harvest, did you know... Ideally, harvest takes place between the months of September and October in the Northern Hemisphere, but because of our warm to hot climate here in Texas, harvest can be as early as August due to the accelerated ripeness of the grapes. Harvest is a collaborative decision between grape growers, winery owners, and the winemaker. The decision is based on what qualities are needed to make the desired style of wine, be it dry, sweet, red, white, rosé, or sparkling. Weather conditions can affect harvest dates and times. Weather events such as rain, hail, can significantly impact the harvest decision-making process. Rain before the harvest date can cause the vine to take up excess water, causing the grapes to swell and dilute the flavors of the juice within the grapes, which would produce a wine with less flavor and complexity. Rain can also cause the grapes to swell and split open, which increases the chance of bacteria and fungus infecting the grapes, resulting in decreased crops. Hail in the forecast can destroy the individual berries, the vine, and extreme cases wipe out the entire vineyard. nets are the solution, but they can be very expensive. There are two methods of harvesting, hand harvesting and machine harvesting both having its advantages and disadvantages. Hand-harvesting advantages include high-quality selection of the grapes and gentle harvesting with less damage to the grapes. Hand-harvesting disadvantages include it's a slow process, it's labor-intensive, and it's very expensive. And sometimes there's limited labor force, so some of the wineries must depend on family members, friends, and sometimes even wine club members. Machine harvesting has its advantages, which include essentially a machine that shakes the trunk of the vine, causing the grapes to fall off into a collection bin. It's a faster process in harvesting. The harvester can work at night and overall is cheaper. But machine harvesting has disadvantages, too. The upfront expense of the cost of a harvester is an average of one hundred and forty seven thousand dollars. Vineyards require large rows to accommodate machines, such as a harvester, which takes up valuable vineyard real estate. Vineyards must be on flat land, and the soil must be dry to prevent the machine from getting stuck. So let's raise a glass to all the hardworking folks that make it possible for us to enjoy the wine in our glass. Cheers. This past month, I attended the 2023 Texom Conference in Irving, Texas. This is an annual industry event that provides the opportunity to attend various wine tasting seminars and network with other industry wine professionals such as sommeliers, restaurateurs, distributors, retailers, winemakers, and winery owners. My seminars included two different tasting tracks with emphasis on critical and technical wine tasting and tasting aged wines. Those seminars were very informative and were led by high-level international industry professionals. I also attended seminars that included Rare Grapes of Portugal and Rare Grapes of Italy. I'm always looking forward to trying some exciting wines off the beaten path. During the breakout sessions, attendees were able to taste different wines throughout the expo tray tasting and exhibition. I was able to catch up with a few of our Texas winery representatives to taste their wines and get the scoop on what events may be coming up at their wineries over the next few months. Take a listen. All right, we are back with the Texas wine scene. I have a very special guest today. She's going to introduce herself and let us know who she represents and where the winery is.
1: So my name is Karen Monerigo. I am the Chief Administrative Officer at Messina Hoff Winery and we're one of the oldest wineries in the state here in Texas. We have four winery locations. Our main estate is in Bryan College Station, kind of between Houston and Austin. Uh, we have a Hill Country location out in Fredericksburg that we opened in 2011. And then we have an urban winery in Grapevine outside of Dallas-Fort Worth that we opened in 2014. And then we have a brand new concept that we opened outside of Houston called Messina Hoff Harvest Green Winery and Kitchen and it has a full restaurant and everything attached to it as well
0: what what kind of events do you have coming up i know the weather's starting to turn for us it's been hot all summer i know you're just kind of coming off of harvest is there any particular events that are coming up that um, our viewers should know about
1: well we are in the middle of harvest right now still you know we have officially harvested everything off of the estate we have a little bit more to go in our hill country uh, harvest for next weekend um, but we'll be pulling fruit off of the high plains for for quite some time so harvest is still definitely the big thing but we start rolling into the fall season when we start doing holiday pairings and cooking parties and we have a big wine release dinner that will happen in November called Wine Premier which is my favorite event of the whole year because we get to debut seven or eight if we don't have self-control, uh, seven or eight wines that we get to um, showcase for the first time and do a big five-course dinner, dress up, look pretty, celebrate the end of harvest officially and really kick off hopefully that next new vintage.
0: What are some type of uh, grape varietals that you guys carry in the winery, some of the, um, the different wine styles um, that you might want to let our um, audience know about?
1: Well, we work with about 30 different varieties across the state. Uh, We're the largest producer of Texas wine. We make only Texas wine. And uh, we get to play with some really fun things. So you know, we've been working with the traditional grapes like Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay uh, since the very beginning. But we also started with Lenoir and Blanc de Bois, which are uh, grapes that grow really well in the Gulf region that we've been able to pioneer and things like that. Um, but we also have fun things like Sagrantino, which is one of our mainstay grapes now that we're pioneering uh, both in Texas and also in the U.S. Um, but then we also get to play with other things like Trebbiano and, you know, Sauvignon Blanc and Primitivo and Sangiovese and Tempranillo, Petit Syrah, all the fun things, Cabernet Franc, all the things. So we have a great time and we get a chance to be able to really uh, do a lot of food and wine pairings at the winery to be able to really highlight each and every one of those varietals and how amazing they grow here in Texas.
0: That's fantastic. Can you uh, give us a little bit of information about your wonderful winemaker there at the estate? <laughs>
1: well, I'm a little impartial, I suppose. But um, So the winery was started by Paul and Merrill Bonarigo back in 77. And their son, Paul Mitchell, has now taken over. Uh, I happen to be married to him, so I, I like him quite a bit. Um, but it's been really neat to see the, the wine program really evolve over 45 plus years. There's a lot of lessons learned that Paul and Merrill were able to pass down to us while we were doing kind of a multi-year transition. Uh, in the early kind of 2010-ish time frame Uh, so now that we're about 13 years in uh, we've gotten a chance to really expand things strategically to be able to play with some really fun varieties try some new wine styles and really work on really perfecting that kind of high class premium quality that we can pull from the state so. Uh, There's always something going on in the cellar, though, and even this year is no different. We've got some new varieties we're playing with. We've got some new wine styles that we're going to debut that I can't talk about yet, but um, we're very excited about it.
0: Well, thank you very much. I got one more thing to say. We talked a little bit earlier about your wonderful husband. He is a military man. Um, I'd just like to say as a military man myself, thank you so much for being a military spouse, and thank you so much for your husband's service to our country.
1: Absolutely. It was his dream when he was a kid, and so it's been neat to be able to see that, that community come together, and um, that'll always be part of our lives, to be part of the military community, but specifically the Marine Corps uh, lifestyle for us. Is, it's been wonderful. So,
0: Thank you very much for joining us. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. We're here with um, a young
2: man that's doing some big things here in Texas. I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, James Smith with uh, Chateau Wright Winery. I, uh, I'm director of sales and marketing and I don't know, just kind of fill in we're, we're a pretty small team it's both the owners myself and uh, rg our tasting room we got a lot of like people from the u.s or outside of the states that come in and learn about the winery and they help on uh, in the vineyard making the wine stuff like that too so.
0: james where are you guys located with the winery
2: so we're, we're outside of fort davis um which is kind of between el paso and big bend uh, in the davis mountains ava uh, right now we're one of two wineries making wine from that region uh, well, maybe three. Um, but there's four vineyards there t- currently in the ABA. Uh, there might be another couple here pretty soon. Um, and it's, it's kind of a developing region, but the uh, the wine and the grapes coming from there have been pretty highly rated, I feel like, so far.
0: What type of grape varietals are you guys growing out
2: there on your property? So we're, we're doing mostly roan own varietals, uh, so like Grenache, Mouved, uh, Cab, uh, Petit Verdot, Viognier, Marsan, Roussin, Grenache Blanc. Uh, we're also doing Tempranillo. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to emulate chateauneuf du Pop but Texas style. So like complex red blends, complex white blends, and maybe blends of both together as well.
0: Roger, as a uh, winemaker here in the state of Texas, um, a lot of people want to pigeonhole us into establishing our um, state grape varietal. Um, in your experience, in your opinion, do you think we should go down that route? Or what do you think is growing well in Texas? Should we stay diverse
2: um, in our winemaking approach? I think the best varietals that are growing are the ones that we're most known for is Tempranillo, Grenache, Mved. Um I don't know that we should pigeonhole ourselves into a specific varietal. I mean, we're, we're basically the size of half of Europe, so it's it's very hard to just pick one it's like if you like okay France pick one grape or pick like a handful of grapes it's like okay like there's a million that probably um, I think ones that are gonna do really well that haven't quite hit or haven't quite been explored as much as they should as like Petit Verdot to not as a single varietal um, or blends with those as a heavy component instead of being like the minimal basically like Uruguay like do some off the wall stuff i don't know about like black spanish or um you know stuff like that is going to necessarily be largely commercial wines but i you know there's some local varietals that could be interesting
0: what are you guys pouring today for uh, all, all the, the viewers here at the uh, um, 2023 Texas uh, Somme?
2: So uh, I wanted to bring our A-game. So we've got 100% Viognier. It's our Cuvée de l'Artiste. Uh, our lieve, which is a Hailstorm red blend. And then uh, 100% Malbec is our Point of Rocks Malbec. Um, and we, we've got a couple more tables tomorrow. So we'll be pouring our Heraldic red, which is what we're most known for. And then our Chateau Rosé as well.
0: I know we're going to be transitioning into uh, cooler weather um, toward the latter part of this year from 105 degrees to something a little bit more manageable. Um, Do you guys host any type of wine events or tastings at your place um, that the viewers or the listeners would like to know about?
2: Yes. Uh, So we have events year-round pretty much. Um, I don't have them posted anywhere, but we're doing stuff for Labor Day weekend. Uh, We have... um, a lot of events in October. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a dinner out there. We'll be doing um, what's it called? Uh, culinaria in San Antonio. Honestly, right now, it's it's pretty cool out there. Uh, Art Walk is actually a good time to come out as well in Alpine in November. Um, it will be a cold and by cold, I mean like 30-ish degrees. So, you know, bring jackets. It might snow like last year. Um, but, like, right now out there, our high, I think, is, like, 88. Our low is, like, 67. So even for us, like, because of the elevation, that's why we're able to grow some of those varietals. Like, we have, like, even though it is the dead heat of summer, it's the hottest summer on record so far, uh, it's still 88 degrees out there for the high. So, and as long as you're in the shade, it's awesome. It's awesome.
0: James, I appreciate you taking the time with us here at the Texas Wine Scene. We look forward to a lot of your good wines um, you know, coming to market, and, and hopefully we'll be able to get over there to see you at your place. And uh, you know, Cheers. I really appreciate
2: it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come and visit us. We're open every weekend, Friday through Monday. Uh, if we're not open, we'll post it on Instagram, but every single weekend we got a food truck on site as well. And it's beautiful weather. You're just looking at the mountains and the vineyard and sipping out wine. The food truck's amazing. We won some awards there too. So it's, it's just a cool place to get out of the uh, hustle and bustle of the city. It's a whole different speed, so everything's way slower. You have a lot more free time than you think.
0: Can't wait to come out and check you out. I sure appreciate it.
2: Hey, thanks, man. Thank you.
0: Okay, we're back on the Texas wine scene, 2023 TechSOM. I'm here with a very special lady. She's going to introduce herself and tell us about her winery and what she does there.
3: Hi, I'm Julie Colkin with Petronella Cellars. We've been growing grapes in Texas since 1995. Uh, We've been making wine since 2006. So whatever that means, we're in our whatever vintage at this point. So, uh, yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be a good vintage. Uh, The good winter-spring with a lot of rain really helped. Uh, With the heat that we're having, it's making the vintage, like, slow down. But it should all turn out good in the end. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm a big lover of of Viognier and I've been chasing Viognier aromas and flavors for about 10 years and I finally found one out there at your property. Um, What is it about Viognier in Texas that makes it a little bit tricky to grow here and what do you think um, is that should be one of our uh, wide varietals of Texas? What is your opinion?
3: Well, Viognier has the advantage of having complexity of a varietal like Chardonnay. Uh, Chardonnay can grow in Texas but it's not exactly suited to it. Uh, Viognier, it's, it's very expressive, and in Texas we allow it to be very expressive. It is one of these ones you have to chase, though, because it ripens very quickly at the end, it starts losing acidity, and so you have to pick it just at the right time. So it's, it's a very much like, you know, you have to hold its hand to make good wine from it, but if you do that, it pays off.
0: What other grape varietals are you guys uh, growing out there, or are you um, are seeking from other other vineyards throughout the state of Texas?
3: Well, our our big bet in the Reds is Tempranillo. So we, uh, in any given vintage, we make four to five different uh, Tempranillos. And is nice because it grows in all the major growing regions, which really is the high plains and the hill country. It grows out in West Texas as well. Uh, and then it's, it has a very complex aging profile, so you can make a lot of different styles of tipperneo. So that's, for us, one of the great advantages of it.
0: I did see in the tasting room, I think, is there a saddle in the tasting room that you guys have won? Yeah,
3: we have three saddles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've won for two different Viognes and one tipreneo. It's our saddles from the, for those who don't know, this is the uh, Houston livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, Wine competition, they were very smart when they designed their medals. They made them into saddles, and you're like, you know, you get medals, you put them in drawers. Saddles, you can't put them in drawers. You leave them in your tasting room, and it's great.
0: (laughs) I know we're getting ready to transition to a little bit cooler weather. It's been 105 degree average for the state of Texas. Hopefully we'll start, you know, you know, getting a little bit cooler. Now there's going to be some events coming up in the in the near future. Is there any events at your property that you guys are going to be hosting, or any tastings or dinners that you're going to be hosting at the um, at the winery?
3: Yeah, we have our fall feast at the end of October. Uh, we leave it to the end of October because we want it to be cool and fall-like. <laughs> so I can't remember if it's the 28th or 29th because I don't I don't have my calendar with me. But that's one of our big uh, big events every October. So. <clears throat>
0: Where can our listeners um, find you guys? Are you guys on Instagram or Facebook or any of the socials?
3: We are on all the socials, so uh, look for us. We're always Pedernales sellers. So,
0: thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us.
3: Thank you. All right, thank you again for joining us here at the Texas Wine Scene. I have a very
0: special guest today. He's going to introduce himself and talk about what he does at his winery.
4: How's it going, guys? I'm Matt Bostick. I'm the hospitality director and sommelier for Yano Estacada Winery in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, we are the second oldest winery in the state leading the state in quality distributed wines uh, my role is to create experiences for people when they come to lubbock so what i really do is try to make sure that people when they come to visit us at the winery leave with a lasting impression of how good texas wines really are that's great what kind of grape varieties you guys growing up there
0: where are you getting your grape varietals from and uh, the styles of wine that you're making there at yano
4: yeah for sure so we source all of our fruit through contracts With farmers in our community Uh, out of the ten vineyards that we source from nine of them are in the Texas High Plains and we really try to champion our neighbor so some of the varietals that we deal with are Tempranillo, Dolcetto, Riesling, we use a little bit of uh, Muscat of Alexandria for some Moscato, Uh, Rousson, Sangiovese, uh, recently, we've been exploring Alianico, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, in my opinion, is a really good varietal for Texas. And, um, you know, your classics, your Merlot, your Chardonnay, your Cabernet. But uh, I think our bread and butter is really the newest white wine to our addition, which is Gruner Vettliner.
0: Wow, that's interesting, Gruner Vettliner. I know we do a lot of Roussan, sometimes Marsan here in the state, and there's a couple wineries that does v In your experience, in your opinion, um, besides the great Reiner of, of great varietal of Grunewald Wiener what are another um great
4: varietals that you think grow well here in our state yeah for sure so on the white front uh you know Marsan Roussan as you touched on I think are really good classics v for myself I don't think is the varietal for Texas I think Marsan is kind of the quiet home run hitter uh it can play into the Chardonnay world it can play into a medium bodied kind of you know Grigio world depending on how you touch it in the winery uh other things that we've seen, as I mentioned, that Gruner Vettliner, I think that's gonna be the new the new hot grape for Texas.
0: For Texas, do you think we should get in the arena of establishing a state grape varietal like some other regions do? Or should we, you know, play with all the different
4: types of grape varietals that grow well here in Texas? What do you think? That's a great question. So honestly in my opinion, I think we need to just continue down this exploratory path. Um, Pigeonholing ourselves into a varietal like Napa Valley has done with Chardonnay and Cabernet Sauvignon Uh, As climate changes, they're going to have a lot of difficulties reintroducing their region to consumers uh, When it gets too warm for Chardonnay or Cabernet Sauvignon I think by allowing Texans to explore, we're setting ourselves up for success Because we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket I think that's
0: a, that's, a, that's a great way of putting it. Um, I know we're getting ready to transition from the 105-degree weather into some of the cooler weather. A lot of people are going to be wanting to get out into the wine country and drink some wines mm-hmm. and visit some establishments. Is there any um, winery events that are coming up in, at your establishment that yes. the uh, listeners would like to hear about?
4: Yes. So October 21st, we have our Grape Day. It is a celebration of harvest. This is the 27th year of us hosting Grape Day. Uh, it is located in Lubbock, Texas. It will be from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at our winery. It is free to come out and enjoy. Uh, we will have a VIP section that has T-shirts, tote bags, glasses, uh, kind of a bundle put together for you to purchase. But you can also just show up, buy drink tickets as is. We'll have live music, food all day. Uh, it's a it's a great it's a great time.
0: Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here at Texas Wine Scene. We look forward to seeing you down the road.
4: Yes, sir. I appreciate your time, Mike. Thank you so much. Cheers.
0: Well, that would do it for this episode. I look forward to sharing more Texas Wine news and winery events in the near future. You can follow me at Texas Wine Scene on Instagram for the latest Texas wine information. Please leave me a review on your podcast platform. And please, share the podcast with your Texas wine-loving friends. I'm Mike Cole, your Texas Wine Scene correspondent. We will see you next time on the Texas Wine Scene.